Welcome to the King's Manor. I am your host, Taryn Lynette, and I'm grateful that you decided to tune in yet again. I truly appreciate every single person that listens in because I know that there are tons and tons and tons of podcasts and voices that you could be listening to right now. So I just want to express my gratitude and say thank you. We're going to go right into what I believe the Lord is saying today. And it's something that kind of hit me first. And so you guys are going to get exactly what I got. So on the last episode, I talked about how I had been dealing with frustration and what I did to overcome the frustration. And then I prayed. So this week, we're going to get to the root of why um, a lot of people even experience frustration. And I touched on it a little bit in the the last podcast. But when I said, um, hope deferred makes the heart sick, you know, that's what the word says. And so um, God kind of gives us a remedy for maintaining our hope even when we're going through a season of delay. And so this week, what the Lord showed me was uh, something that also contributes to the frustrations that we experience while we're waiting or as we're going through the process of getting to the promised land. And that um, we can find that starting with Hebrews chapter 4, verses um, 8 all the way through uh, chapter 4, verse 13. And so today uh, may take me a little bit longer, um, hopefully not too long, because I want you to be able to go uh, tune in to your other favorite personalities. So, um, So it starts off by saying, today, if you will hear his voice, Do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, in the day of trial, in the wilderness, where your fathers tested me, tried me, and saw my works 40 years. Therefore, I was angry with the generation and said they will go astray in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest." Beware, brethren, lest there be any of you and uh, in any of you an evil heart of unbelief and departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. And so I'm going to pause right there because um One of the sources of our frustration, you know, frustration can manifest through anger. It can manifest through depression. It can manifest through complaining, which is what we saw the children of Israel do. They complained when things became rough or things became uh, difficult or their time in the wilderness. When it, you know, um, seemed like it was taking a long time the people began to complain and so uh, the 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 results even after God showed himself 
you know, several times to say, hey, I'm with you. That's what God was doing. Every time he produced a miracle, every time he responded to their complaints, he was saying, I'm with you. Fret not. Fear not. Don't lose hope. Although this is a difficult season, I am with you. And so even in his demonstration of proving to them that I am with you, you are not alone. Their hearts were hardened towards God. And the cause of that was unbelief. And the word says that when we have an unbelieving heart, God sees it as an evil heart. And that's one thing we do not want God to see us as or our hearts as evil. And, and it's because of unbelief. So when there's unbelief present in our life, God sees it as evil. It goes on to say, um, don't harden your hearts. You know, when we have these difficult times and when we're going through frustration and what looks like disappointment or hope deferred, God doesn't want us to harden our hearts with unbelief because the only way we cannot receive the promises of God is if we forfeit it. I'm going to repeat that again. The only way the promises of God will not prevail is if we forfeit the blessing. How do we forfeit the blessing? Complaining, uh, speaking uh, doubt and unbelief, words of death over the promise, the blessing, um, rebellion, uh, um allowing uh walking away sometimes you have people that just completely give up on what they were believing god for because they feel like or they have been convinced that it's not going to happen it's not going to manifest so it's easier to not believe god for it than to consistently believe and there's a delay i'm gonna give you an example um when i was married there was like a waiting period of five years before um, I conceived my daughter. And that in those five years, I had friends and family that was close to me that were getting pregnant and having children. And in the beginning, I was able to celebrate with them. But the longer I had to wait the more disheartening it became for me, the more sadness I experienced, the depression, the tears, you know, the the many times I would go, you know, take the test and it would come back negative. And I'm like, you know, why God, you know, what is it that I'm doing wrong? Or, you know, what do I need to repent for? You know, just this whole process of grieving that I would go through month after month and, you know, when other people would show up, you know, expecting the, the heartache that I experienced, it got to a point where I said, you know what, this is too painful. It is too painful. So instead of trusting God for the, the child, I just gave up. I just said, you know what, this is too painful. I, I just, I don't want it anymore. I stopped expecting it. And, you know... I can't in right now, looking back, I can't really say um, if 
I lashed out because of it or if I I don't I don't recall you know um rebelling against God in that moment I just gave up I just was like it's it's too difficult to to, for this process and so I want to say a couple months not even a couple months I'm not sure how long I, I was in the process of just like forget it but after a while I just gave up and then eventually I conceived my daughter and so where I'm going with this is sometimes it's too painful to believe God it's too painful to wait it's too painful to endure the process of getting to your promised land and it's easier to give up than it is to um, see that thing through to the end and the and our hearts become hardened we become bitter we become angry we become resentful and 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 God looks at that unbelief as an evil heart and so he wants us to be able to come to a place of um, trusting and believing him you know, God says that there is no good thing that he will withhold from us, you know. And so if that thing is good and it's in the will of the Father for your life, he will not withhold it from us. He will not withhold it from you. And you have to stand and believe and trust God that it is going to come to pass. And so going forward, it says, um, back to the scripture, it says, for we have become partakers of Christ. If we hold the begin, if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end, while it is said today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion for who having heard rebelled. Indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt, led by Moses? Now with whom was he angry forty years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose corpses fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest? But to those who did not obey? So we see that they could not enter because of unbelief. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For we who have believed do enter the rest as he said. So I swore in my wrath they shall not enter my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. For he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way. And God rested on the seventh day from all his works and again in the place. They shall not enter my rest. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it and those to whom it was first preached 
did not enter because of disobedience. Again, he designates a certain day, saying in David, Today, after such a long time, it has, as it has been said, Today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your heart. For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken to, of another day. There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. And so um, I, I know that was a lot and I really would like to compel you to go back and read more into that um, for I'm just trying to not hold you all too much longer. But those particular scriptures talk about a rest, a rest in God that he has promised to those who not only believe, but those who have obeyed him. And so um, this kind of ties in because the rest represented the promised land, you know, the promise of God. When we are believing God for something, when we are standing and believing for our destinies to manifest and purpose to align with destiny, when we are believing God for land, when we are believing God for marriage, when we are believing God for children, when we are believing God for ministry and businesses and all these great and wonderful things that he promised to us when we're believing God for our children to be saved, when we are believing God for healing, um, there is a rest that comes when that thing's met, when that thing coming to fruition, when those things manifest, you know, there's a rest that comes to us. When I finally conceived and gave birth to um, my child, there was a rest that came with that. Like, finally, you know, that thing I was believing God for happened. Even though um, I had kind of gave up on it. The fact that God remembered his promise to me and that he came back and honored that promise. There was a rest. There was a joy. There was a peace that I had at that promise. And so when we um, harden our hearts, when we rebel against God, when we, um, you know, turn away from, you know, what he has told us to do when we've become bitter and angry and we forfeit the promise, we're disappointed. You know, we, 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 we angry, we lash out and we never enter into a place of rest. We never enter the rest, the place of rest, which is what happened to the children of Israel. They died. They died. They wandered in the in the uh, wilderness for 40 years. And the promise that God gave them, they never received it because they stopped believing. Because they complained. Because they spoke against the true and living God. Because their hearts were hardened. And they disobeyed God. And even in the process, some of them turned to idols. And so um, I would like to um, encourage us today to um, examine our hearts. 
Ask God to shine the lights from heaven upon our hearts and examine our hearts for unbelief, to examine our hearts for rebellion, to examine our hearts from disobedience so that we can begin to deal with those things because we're human. I believe that there's a grace and a mercy that God gives us. He gives us opportunity to examine those things that will prevent us from entering into his rest. That will prevent us from entering into that um, which he promised us. The enemy cannot take our blessings. The enemy cannot stop, stop the promises of God. What God has said, he will do. And the enemy cannot stop that. The enemy is not powerful enough to stop God. However, he can inflict us, afflict us with frustration. He can present opportunities for us to become bitterness. I mean, become bitter. He can present opportunities for us to uh, pick up idols, become resentful towards God. He can present us with opportunities to forfeit our own blessing because that is the only way that he can stop it is if we give it to him if we forfeit it when adam and eve was in the garden of eden they forfeited their position the enemy didn't make them they forfeited their position in god and so i would like to um just encourage you guys to go back that was Hebrews 4, um, starting with verse 8. Uh, I'm sorry, Hebrews chapter 3, starting with verse 8, all the way to uh, chapter 4, verse 13. I pray that this word um, has just kind of ignited your spirit just for examination, you know, and prayer. And really, truly seeking God um, concerning your heart and unbelief and disappointments and all of those things that we experience that kind of pull us away from resting in God or from reaching that place of rest in God. That doesn't mean that we don't have things that we have to do. It just means that our faith is built in God's ability and not our own. And so I like to close us out with prayer. Uh, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the correction. I thank you for the warnings. I thank you for the mercies of God that are new unto us every morning. I thank you that you always present us with an opportunity to examine our hearts. Father, to get our hearts right before you. I thank you, Father God, that your promises are yea and amen. I thank you that there is no good thing that you would withhold from us. I thank you that you are increasing our faith. As we bring our unbelieving hearts to you, I pray that you are increasing our faith. I pray that you are bringing us to a place that we are fully invested with faith in you and your ability to bring a thing to pass. I pray for those that are believing you for children, God, that you would encourage their hearts, that you would give them strength to believe and trust and stand on your word. Those who are believing you for spouses, Father, I pray, Lord God, that you would send them mates that are suitable for their um 
journey and their purpose and their calling upon their lives and that every counterfeit God will be exposed in the name of Jesus. Father, those that are believing you for land and businesses and breakthrough and deliverance and healing, I pray that they will therefore stand and they will see the salvation of their God. I pray, God, that you would give them strength in their season of waiting, that you would give them courage, that you would fill them with faith, God, that their work Words will be filled with faith, that their thoughts will be filled with thoughts of faith, God, standing and believing, God, for what you have already declared over their life to manifest in the earth. God, I give you all the glory. I give you the honor. I give you the praise. I magnify your name. I thank you, Father, for Lord God promises coming to pass in the mighty name of Jesus. God, I give you all the glory and the honor in Jesus name. Amen. Once again, thank you for tuning in. If these podcasts are blessing you and they are encouraging you, I pray that you will share them with others as well. Thank you and God bless you. Have a good day.